0: By i 103.8 One hundred three point
1: eight.
0: Fact or fake?
2: Well, today is all about travel. Uh, what's being done at the airport to protect people from uh, COVID-19, from contracting it, from spreading it or otherwise. Uh, Dr Manal Taryam, the CEO of primary healthcare at Dubai Health Authority, gives us this
0: advice. The Dubai Health Authority has issued clear guidelines and protocols to control the spread of COVID-19 in the community. One of these protocols is being currently implemented at the airport. All passengers arriving to the Emirate of Dubai through the Dubai airport are being screened for high temperatures through thermal scanners. These thermal scanners are situated at different locations at the airport and they are non-contact thermal scanners. Other screening measures involve passengers who are arriving from countries of concern. This screening test is a laboratory test where a nasal swab is being collected from all passengers and sent for investigation. Passengers who are found to be uh, a suspected case of COVID-19 will be isolated uh, during their stay in the airport and transported to the nearest hospital for further investigation and management. Generally, passengers and visitors to the airport are advised to follow the guidelines for controlling of the spread of COVID-19, which are regularly washing the hand, avoid touching surfaces, and then touching the face, especially the eyes, nose, and mouth, um, and when sneezing or coughing, to cover the nose and mouth with either a handkerchief or with hands. The of dubai and the dubai health authority have taken all the measures to assure the safety of the community and of the visitors of dubai
2: so yesterday on yesterday's edition of fact or fake we dealt with masks. We dealt with hand washing. Today we want to focus a bit more on travel, but also open it up to other questions that you might have, other concerns, as we try and dispel some of those myths, uh, some of those misconceptions that are doing the rounds, the fake news that is not helping anybody. We've compiled all your questions about travel and to answer some of those, or certainly to give a professional healthcare perspective. We're joined in studio by emergency physician from the Saudi German Hospital... Dr. Mustafa Khan. Uh, Dr. Khan, thanks for being with us. Well, thank you, Tom. Listen, let's just start with an overview, if we can. Um, a lot of people are taking advice from everywhere, from your company, from the authorities, uh, from friends, family, colleagues, social media, etc. What's 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 the top end? What's the best bit of advice you can give?
1: Well, um, the advice nowadays, um, although... All the hype in the media yeah. is all about uh, if you if you concentrate on that you'll be scared to death and you will not crawl out of your house mm. um, but um, the advice that I have for the general population is uh, common sense mm. first of all um, hand hygiene is the most important thing avoiding crowding p- crowded places for uh, um, without a reason, you shouldn't be there. Mm. Uh, and um, uh, regarding travel nowadays, you're um, getting advisories about suspending flights and this and that. And it is all in the efforts to uh, for the containment of mm. the COVID-19. And as we have seen the spread of it, um, and these were the vectors, the cruise ships and the airplanes, they initially uh, took the effective individuals and uh, spread them around Mm. in different countries. And um, then from there on onwards, uh, now we have discovered that if we contain, just like China did on a large scale, uh, this is the best uh, uh, way to go forward about it.
2: As i mentioned we 've got quite a few questions that have come through, doc, uh, with regards to with a focus on travel. And I pre- appreciate that you are a medical professional um, uh, travel, insurance uh, ins- uh, and other elements that people are asking uh, are not your um, area of excellence but let 's try and get into some of the health concerns for Dubai residents about travel. And I suppose what mitigates this is the fact that so many of us here are dependent on travel uh, whether it be for our jobs whether it be for our family uh, especially at this time of year with school holidays coming round as well a lot of us are forced to travel so let's hear in from the first of our questions or concerns this one is coming in from Mariska and then we'll get some thoughts from you straight after that
0: we are supposed to go to South Africa in April for my son's first birthday but my husband's company has just suspended all the company travel and has also. Also has advised us not to travel for personal reasons, so we're not sure. We're not sure what we're going to do. We're also traveling via African country, which is also a bit harder because then you have to go through two airports with two little kids. We're more concerned for the kids, really.
2: We're just not sure, is what Mariska is saying there, and that seems to be a sentiment that resounds with many. Travel from here down to South Africa for a first birthday party, advisable? Well,
1: No one wants to miss the first birthday party, (laughs) but uh, in in, in these times, I believe health should come first, Mm. you know, and uh, the safety of your kids and your family is the utmost importance, I think. Um, Travel can be done later on when everything is cleared out. As we believe uh, that the COVID-19 would uh, be contained by April, end of April, due to merely the climate change the temperature changes as well mm. the virus tends to uh, grow or reap a lot in cold weather and winter months so as the summer is coming along um, the things are supposed to settle down travelling to countries for leisure at the moment um, if one can avoid it it is in their own best interest mm. Uh, because otherwise when you are returning back to Dubai uh, you would be uh, going through screening at the airports especially if you're coming from the high risk countries or the cities and the screening um, is uh, about uh, temperature control first where you're not aware but they are checking your body temperature and if your temperature is crossing above a certain level then you might even face uh, um, un Necessary quarantine Mm. to be investigated further. So to avoid all of that um, complications coming back to Dubai, uh, better, in my opinion, to stay safe, uh, stay home and uh, enjoy it with your kids and family.
2: Uh, We've got some more that are coming through, and I'm going to get to those in just a few moments' time. Um, Let's get to Aimon now, if we can. Aimon, your concerns? So my wife, daughter, and myself have tickets booked for the 24th going to Florida, the United States. It is for compassionate reasons, however, so
1: there's no plan of cancelling unless there's some kind of legal mandate. All three of us are travelling together in the event that uh, we get separated. We at least all want to be together. I do risk losing maybe potentially unpaid leave when coming back uh, if we're quarantined. But considering the circumstances, I think it's worth it.
2: See, this is a quandary, isn't it, Doc? Because you mentioned in your first answer there about non-essential travel and leisure travel as well. But when it comes to compassionate travel, then you you have an ethical choice, don't you? Exactly,
1: exactly. And uh, in this case, uh, um, I believe in U.S., especially the Florida, we don't have any uh, emergency declared yet. Um, travel can be done safely over there. But while you're traveling, my advice to this gentleman would be um, during your flights, um, uh, contacting uh, other people, wearing a mask. And especially in the airplane, the most frequented areas are the toilets. Mm. So... Of course, on a flight to Florida, uh, they're going to end up in the toilet. Mm. Uh, But when you go in and you touch the knobs of the doors and the flush tanks, make sure you wash your hands on your way back out. Mm. You open the doorknob with a tissue paper. Don't hold it with your bare hands. And then when you come back to your seat, use a sanitizer again. Mm. So all these precautions regarding hand hygiene will eventually
2: save you. More thoughts in a few moments' time. Um, whilst we're doing that as well, let's just spare a thought if we can. Um, we are talking a lot about our travel um, our travel um, routines being upset um, and the fact that we've got to make some difficult decisions about flights, etc. Uh, maybe we should all take a moment as well just to spare a thought for all the uh, cabin crew, uh, pilots uh, and all those working the aviation industry who rely on travel For their uh, income, but also getting us from A to B as well. And we'll uh, reflect on that in just a few moments' time. Fact or fake? So basically, this is a new feature when we welcome into studio experts in a variety of fields, no more so than uh, healthcare uh, and, of course, medicine, uh, in light of recent concerns by a number of listeners about their health in light of the spread of COVID-19. So uh, what is fact? What is fake? Uh, How can we stop dispelling these rumours that are doing the rounds? Well, we can ask the experts, and Dr Mustafa Khan is exactly that. A revered emergency physician at the Saudi German hospital right here in Dubai, He's been kind enough to give us his time this morning after a long shift last night and yesterday uh, to be with us here to give us his thoughts and opinions on a number of concerns let's get one from Darren now if we can We'll uh, certainly be looking to travel um, but applying some very common sense logics across that so perhaps looking at fares that have the flexibility in terms of uh, being able to rearrange uh, looking at hotels where potentially you can cancel at the last minute uh, and obviously probably avoiding places that have the a large contamination uh, spread of the virus uh, those countries are obvious and maybe it's best to avoid them at this point because of the, the potential complications that come with that so yes definitely looking to travel but applying some very common sense methods across flexibility and booking and not getting hammered on any cancellations or rates should i not be able to fly at those times interesting because that's a phrase doc that you used earlier on common sense common approach sense.
1: that is correct i mean Um, People are taking it as if this is some alien coming through to the planet. But, you know, it is common sense. It is a virus and we've been dealing with viruses of all sorts, Mm. Uh, just like influenza, for uh, for instance. I mean, last year in U.S., uh, there were more than 18,000 deaths due Mm. to influenza. But uh, now because we have a vaccination for it and we have medication for it, so that that is not a big hype anymore Mm. in the media. Mm. And um, so the same goes for corona. Um, It is a virus and it can be prevented. The transmission can be eliminated Mm. by common sense. And again and again, we tell our patients in ED as well and outside whoever I met that uh, washing your hands 20 seconds with a soap. Mm. Um, I have a little boy and I'm teaching him the same. Yeah. In 20 seconds, you count one, 1,000, one thousand, 1, three. make a song in your head and you wash it with a regular soap. And that is the best prevention that you can have. Amazing.
2: Uh, this is another country, that, uh, another question I should say uh, about countries for that matter uh, from Anjali, who's been in touch with us. Uh, which countries do not fly to and from the UAE? uh, What cities or countries are considered high risk? I mean, is this something that the medical professionals are, do they share that information with you guys? Well,
1: yes, of course, because we have to be aware of the high risk countries, the way being the hub of uh, tourism and all 90% are expats living here. So most of us are traveling out and then coming back into the country. For this reason, the Dubai Health Authority keeps us up to date about the high risk countries. And at the moment, we have about 10 countries Mm -hmm. which are considered high risk and uh, returning from uh, China, Mm -hmm. Hong Kong, Italy, Iran, Japan, Germany, Singapore, France, Kuwait and Bahrain. Mm -hmm. These are the 10 countries uh, upon which uh, on arrival you will be screened for the COVID-19 and uh if you were to have any cough uh runny nose mm. or uh fever symptoms you have the possibility of getting quarantined as well.
2: That's a list that's being updated by the Dubai Health Authority all the time, because I'm sure a lot of the listeners will appreciate there are cases developing uh, around the world in some countries more uh, more rapidly than others. And therefore, it is advisable to keep an eye on that list as it is published regularly and updated by the Dubai Health Authority. Um, let's get on to another dilemma, if we can, because, Zina, you reported... Uh, a little earlier on um, in the news uh, amongst others about the fact that uh, Emirates Airline and other airlines are doing all they can to reassure all visitors that uh, all plans are being put into place to make sure that they can fly if it is feasible, but also that the cleaning of their aircraft has been... Uh, well, reassessed and revisited, as we've seen in a recent video.
3: Exactly. So they're taking extra steps to make sure that the the entire aircraft is disinfected. Uh, They released a video showing how they're cleaning the plane, very reassuring for many people. The air on the flight is being recirculated several times during the journey. Is that true?
1: That is absolutely true. They have enhanced the cleaning and disinfection more than the regulations uh, require. Uh, especially on the emergency airlines
2: in terms of you know how we mentioned earlier doc about if people have to travel if they must travel if they've got a death in the family there's an emergency somewhere if they must before they even get to the airport before they even get to the plane itself are there sort of certain um, precautions that they can take in terms of packing and readying themselves
1: well um Packing, I don't know. That would be up to their own standard and the journey that they're taking. But uh, regarding um, the travel, um, all vaccinations should be done. Okay, yeah. All right. Before you uh, head on to the airport, Um, you should have your uh, masks, your sanitizers with you. Yeah. And um, then again, expect some delays as well on the airport because yeah. as um, as per my knowledge at the moment the electronic gates are closed yeah. because of such reasons yeah. that you have to be screened before going
2: So on one thing case. I've heard as well, and obviously this is a story that is developing at the moment, we'll give it in more details, obviously with the decision from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to uh, ban flights for the time being, this is not, you know, um, forever then just for the time being from Dubai over concerns of cases in Saudi Arabia. One thing they have been asking for, or I'm told they have been asking for until this point was a medical certificate. Uh, proving that you have been checked. Is that something or not? That is
1: something. uh, KSA is requiring it, uh, uh, that you have to be screened for uh, corona um, before you can enter, especially if you have been through or transited through the countries that are high-risk countries.
2: And where do you get those certificates? Um,
1: That would be issued by a hospital when you have gone through the testing of the COVID-19
2: virus. Okay, so you can approach pretty much any hospital,
1: yeah? Yes, yes.
3: And we've got a few questions coming in. Can virus be carried on paper money? I've seen a few articles on this, but we want to hear it from you, Dr. Khan.
1: Well, a virus is a virus. It is. A, it has its own weight, whether it is in microns, It is so, but it has its weight. So it can stay on surfaces. If someone coughs on a currency note, the virus will stay on it for some time. Metal... On the other hand, aluminum and metal is very, very much uh, uh, prone to carry the virus for a longer amount of time in terms of hours, as I have read in one of the articles.
2: What about the tests at the airport? We were just speaking to Ashley Stewart there, who, and she's not the first person to tell me that the nasal swab tests are not pleasant.
1: Uh, That's not something that you want to get done, but... In times of the need and uh, it it has to be done mm. because the virus uh, supposedly um, the first uh, entry uh, and the living point for the virus mm. is the nostrils. Yeah. yeah, So this is where it wants to live okay. in the beginning. And this is the point where it can be tested from easily and uh, the nasal swab of course the swab is going to be pushed all the way up you're going to feel like it's poking your brain yep. but uh, it is important mm. and more important for the healthcare workers is that um, the person who is conducting the nasal swab they have to be covered mm. with a cool. mask because a normal reflex of a cough can happen oh, wow. during this uh, collection And if the person was infected and the specimen collector uh, was not wearing a mask uh, or the face shield as a whole, there's a chance of infecting them as well.
2: With travel, one phrase that we're hearing quite a lot is quarantine. Um, Yes. But quarantine seems to be uh, preceded by a number of different things, either sort of self-quarantine or um, a promoter quarantine, or somebody saying that you must go in quarantine as well. How does one self? Does one need to self-quarantine unless you're asked to? Uh,
1: Well, I've been hearing it on in news about Canada. Now, Canada is implementing the policy that uh, uh, people who have even the small amount of flu or who have traveled and came to Canada now and they think that they might have the virus, they were told by the their health authorities mm-hmm. that do not even go to the hospital. Uh, you can call the concerned uh, centers. They will come to you and they will do the test from your house. Now, self-quarantine uh, is isolating yourself to your house, let's say. Mm. If you think that you are sick or if you think that your immunity is low, uh, you shouldn't be out. You know, If your immunity is low, you can catch the virus easily as well. So that's why uh, elderly, uh, 60 plus, yeah, these people are at more risk of catching the virus and especially when their immune system is low due to other comorbid conditions like uh, uh, diabetes or Other factors, um, the virus can attack uh, such elderly people uh, more vigorously Mm. than it would in a healthy person. Fact or fake?
2: Yeah, it's our little opportunity to look at some of the misinformation doing the rounds and basically clean it up. Talking travel this morning, a lot of you are having issues with your travel at the moment. Uh, Have you been forced to cancel your travel plans?
3: I'm travelling to Manila for my best friend's wedding next week and will be staying there for 12 days. The number of people who are infected with coronavirus is increasing in both UAE and Philippines. But I can't miss the wedding event, so I will be going as planned. My major concern is the travel ban that has been circulating in other countries. I'm worried that Dubai might also restrict flights from the Philippines. That means it will take me a while to go back to work.
2: Now that's Ron giving us his thoughts on travel plans. Uh, things changing in the Philippines, the Alamea?
3: Yes, actually, a few days ago they've confirmed the first local case, and since then there have been a few cases that are being confirmed, and some uh, areas are being uh, are basically ghost towns. So they confirmed that a man uh, used to frequent a mosque, and that they're doing contact tracing with the other people that went to this mosque, and it's connected to a shopping center, and so um, the the shopping center is now um, under quarantine or uh, being advised to be deserted by health authorities. So things have changed overnight, and remember, I told you. A few days ago. I'm surprised there are no cases in the Philippines. And then the next day, mm. everything was announced.
2: Dr. Mustafa Khan is the emergency physician at the Saudi German Hospital here in Dubai. He's been kind enough to give us his time um, to answer a few of the questions to allay some of the fears and concerns out there and bring a bit of common sense to the conversation as well. Uh, to that end, Doc, let's ask about your Place of work. Um, You of course work an E and R as an emergency physician. You're reacting to uh, a variety of different cases on a daily basis whenever on shift as well. What have you seen in recent times? Are you seeing a surge in the number of patients walking through the door looking for advice? And what is your advice to them to try and sort out, you know, what it is an emergency and what's not?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Tom. Um, recently, uh, because of this uh, COVID 19, um, we have seen a surge uh, in patients coming through. And they're all concerned about their health, uh, even with a minor flu or just a sore throat, uh, without any fever. Uh, Symptoms just started one hour ago, two hours ago, just in the morning, and uh, without having taken any medications like cord and flu meds that you want to try at home. And they come to us and they rush to us and they ask us, um, doctor, am I at risk? I was like, maybe now you are more at risk because you expose yourself to be in the hospital environment mm. and you're in the ER. Um, so at the moment, from my personal experience, uh, uh, we have not uh, seen any serious cases yet. Of the COVID-19, yeah, right, in our facility. So um, at the moment, we are pretty much sure that it can be contained, uh, and it is being contained in Dubai yeah. very well. And uh, with the Dubai Health Authority and the government, uh, they're very v- vigilant about it. So yeah. um, uh, both of them working together, uh, there should be no uh, panic in our to say to you are here.
2: So again, I think th- this is a key one to reiterate. And we often hear it, don't we, from the emergency services, the use of 999 emergency numbers, etc. I mean, you are an emergency physician. Right. Um, by definition, you deal with emergency cases. Yeah. Somebody yes. coming in complaining of a runny nose, a oh, bit yes. of a cold or something is taking your expertise away from other emergency situation so what's your advice to people
1: well you know when it's needed when it's needed uh, there is and there's no other way to avoid coming to the emergency yes of course we are here at your service even if you come with your common cold symptom we are still going to entertain you Mm. but uh, emergency is being um, considered as um, when people come to emergency they think they are in emergency yeah you know, yeah. uh, no matter what their symptom is, yeah. we sometimes have patients arguing uh, about uh, why did that patient go in first I'm sitting here. Mm. Uh, the lack of understanding about the categorization of the symptoms and the severity. We will take the severe patients in first and cater to them first, and then go on to you if you are stable. So and this awareness uh, has to be a bit more uh, in Dubai, mm. especially nowadays. You want to stay safe. If you're, exposing, if you're coming to the hospital without a reason, uh, for a minor reason, let's say, and it's not an emergency, uh, mm. containment. Mm. That's what the world is doing. What Italy did today announced that they're containing themselves. They're, they're, they're putting travel ban uh, from traveling from north to south of Italy. Mm. yeah so the country in itself is containing yeah and uh, this is the formula that we have to apply sure over here as well
2: um let's get some more of the questions that are coming through from listeners before we say farewell to uh dr day let's go to using
3: this one's from christy thanks christy i'm planning to visit sarah my daughter in the uk she's studying there feels very homesick we've not visited her since the Since September of 2019, should I visit her now or should I keep it for a later date until it becomes travel friendly? It's not a high-risk country at the moment, but uh, what are your thoughts on that, doctor?
1: Absolutely. It's not a high-risk country at the moment, but looking at the situation, how things change, I mean, um, it can become um, a a, um, complicated situation for this uh, woman when she travels there. And she might not be able to return back or things can change. Mm. So until uh, everything is settled down, I believe uh, travel that is uh, not utmost necessarily has to be done, should be avoided if you can avoid it.
3: And this is something that we've been uh, getting repeatedly, a question about pregnancy. How severe is COVID-19 for pregnant women?
1: Well, pregnancy in itself is stress on the body. So like I said earlier, any... any, um, immune system weakness in the body. If your immune system is a bit weak, if you're overstressed, and there are more chances of the virus uh, being more aggressive in that case. So, um, pregnancy in itself is stress on the body of a woman, and that would give the virus more chance to uh, multiply and take effect.
3: But just like the flu, you know, it's it's just like any other virus. It is.
1: It is just like any other virus, yes. and And it doesn't necessarily hit everyone like we have seen from the statistics now that uh, how many people were infected in Wuhan and then how many of them have actually recovered. So the recovery didn't happen because we have a vaccine or we had any medication for it. No, recovery happened because the immunity of those uh, humans were good enough and it took care of it. Mm
2: a couple of other questions come through we're just going to run through those uh, quickly one that came through from lama as well uh we're aiming to travel to spain at the end of the month and don't want to cancel our plans plans as we have a wedding in tenerife and then need to plan for our wedding which is due in july later this year (laughs) difficult situations we don't want to be the killjoys to get in the way of a wedding that's for sure
3: (laughs) your advice
1: My advice, um, you can possibly uh, stay safe for the wedding that you're attending and uh, save it for your own wedding. And hopefully by that time, everything is going to be settled.
2: And to that end, I mean, just to add on to that, uh, a point you mentioned a little earlier on, Doc, about temperatures and seasons as well. Yes. Um we've heard a lot about this and the fact that when the seasons change we'll see a d- a, drip, a drop in numbers. Is that something that we can hope for and look forward to?
1: Yes, I believe we can actually rely on this fact. Um in the coming months, uh, especially by the end of April, uh, the virus uh, survival due to the change in climate is going to become uh harder and harder for mm-hmm. it. Um, Some viruses uh, thrive in cold weathers. Uh, Some diseases and parasites and viruses thrive in hot and humid Mm -hmm. weathers. So um, for COVID-19, summer is not a suitable environment.
2: So this is the first time that we're willing summer upon us at the moment. Yes, yes, it's going to come through. (laughs) Uh, And final one from us. Now, look, this is a nice little point that's been made. Um, uh, Thanks very much indeed whoever sent this one in, bit off topic. But uh, non-refundable trip booked for April, but operator has been really understanding, fully refunded the booking. Emirates flexibility also really helpful on flights booked. The trip wasn't to a hotspot either, just highlighted travelling with older family members and young children. Attitudes like this... Secure long term customer loyalty with people like me, um, however, the point that I just wanted to ask you about and how he ends up this text message i 'll always fly to places I know the healthcare systems well, but i won't where i don't. is that good advice as well
1: that is that is quite good advice yes, yeah, so I again,
2: that sort of plays that. into common sense, doesn't it to yes, a degree, yeah. yes, exactly. Final thoughts uh, from our special guest, Dr. Mustafa Khan. If there's one piece of advice you want all of our listeners to take away with uh, from the conversations we've had today regarding travel in the near future uh, the, or, of course, the far future, what's it to be?
1: Well, um, the situation was escalated quite a lot by the media yeah. and the social media and then everyone took advantage of it. And I believe... Um, Apart from the fact there's a lot of fiction with it as well. Yes, it is something that uh, should concern everyone, but there are ways of taking care of it. It can be contained. We have seen it through various countries going into action and then that action plan actually working out. So uh, the fear factor should be set aside. Mm. Uh, There's no need to panic, absolutely. Um, Especially uh, living in Dubai, uh, with the government's effort and the Dubai Health Authority's effort, uh, there is absolutely no reason to panic mm. at all. Uh, the reason the schools are closed is basically the concept of containment. Mm. Yeah, We don't want to have unnecessary spread or unnecessary panic among the society. Um, and my last thing would be that um, uh, relaxation is just as important as preparation. Mm. So people need to relax about it and uh, use your common sense and uh, do the things that our parents used to tell us when we were kids. Wash your hands before you eat. <laughs> Wash your hands before you touch your face. And, and that actually really, really works.
2: Yeah. Dr. Mustafa Khan, can't thank you enough uh, for joining us, especially off a long shift uh, at the Saudi German hospital right here in Dubai. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Thank you. The UA government has advised its citizens from travelling abroad to prevent contracting COVID-19. We've also been updated on what health authorities are doing at the airport. Here's Dr. Manal Taryam CEO of Primary Healthcare at the Dubai Health Authority.
0: The Dubai Health Authority has issued clear guidelines and protocols to control the spread of COVID-19 in the community. One of these protocols is being currently implemented at the airport. All passengers arriving to the Emirate of Dubai through the Dubai airport are being screened for high temperatures through thermal scanners. These thermal scanners are situated at different locations at the airport and they are non-contact thermal scanners. Other screening measures involve passengers who are arriving from countries of concern. This screening test is a laboratory test where a nasal swab is being collected from all passengers and sent for investigation. Passengers who are found to be uh, a suspected case of COVID-19 will be isolated uh, during their stay in the airport and transported to the nearest hospital for further investigation and management. Generally, passengers and visitors to the airport are advised to follow the guidelines for controlling of the spread of COVID-19, which are regularly washing the hand, avoid touching surfaces and then touching the face, especially the eyes, nose and mouth, um, and when sneezing or coughing to cover the nose and mouth with either a handkerchief or with hands. The government of Dubai and the Dubai Health Authority have taken all the measures to assure the safety of the community and of the visitors of Dubai.
2: Those were the thoughts of Dr. Manal Tayan, the CEO of Primary Healthcare at the Dubai Health Authority. So what does that mean for us? Have you changed your travel plans? Uh, do you have to think ahead? Is it something that you are taking counsel on at the moment? Uh, let's hear it now from journalist and editor for The National, who recently flew back into Dubai from Lebanon, which is in fact considered a high-risk area uh, alongside uh, areas uh, such as Thailand, Italy and, of course, parts of China. Uh, published an article and a message on social media saying the airport procedures have been reassuringly tight. So let's find out more as we speak to Ashley Stewart, who joins us live on the line. Ashley, thanks for being with us.
4: No worries. How are you?
2: We're not bad. Uh, we're not bad. And it's good to have you back on terra firma here in the UAE to do your bit uh, as you do day on day down at the National. But tell us about that flight. And I think this is interesting. So many people are trying to get in touch with people who've been through the airport or been on a flight recently to see what it was like for them. So, what was it like for you?
4: The actual flight itself was uh, pretty uneventful. You don't, I mean, you're, you're on a flight with. A few more people that are wearing face masks, but it's not until you get back into the country that things are a little different. Like just before you get off the plane, you're handed a document to fill out. It asks you if you've been to China in the last two weeks, it asks about your SIG number, your address, I'm assuming so that if they can, so they can contact you in case someone around you has been exposed to the virus. Um, but then it's when you come off the plane that things get get a little bit more interesting. And we were we got off the plane at about two a.m. Mm. And we obviously you have the thermal thermal scanning, which doesn't affect you as you come off. That's just a thermal scanner um, set up on the air bridge that scans people as they walk past. When you come off the plane, you're then you have to kind of line up in an orderly line as everyone was doing because i was sleep deprived off a red eye flight. Um, and then you are given a nasal swab, which is not the most pleasant experience. I'm going to be honest. Mm. Um, it it's it is. They they tell you at the time that it's going to be uncomfortable and it is a bit of a strange feeling. But everything is extremely tight, extremely well managed. There's plenty of people there to take your swabs to tell you what exactly what needs to be done. So the whole process is pretty fast. We were only waylaid for about 40 minutes, I think. And by the time you get through to your Uh, The baggage claim area. All your bags are stacked and ready for you to just leave. So it was. It was a reassuring experience.
2: I'm glad to hear that because we are hearing sort of horror stories out there of people waiting five hours in immigration lines, etc. And yet, the most sort of anecdotal evidence that I find, and you've just reassured that and uh, reaffirmed that, is that people are being. the, The authorities at airports are very conscious of the wait times at the moment, trying to get people through as quickly as possible.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, from what I experienced, and I, typically Dubai is at its busiest in the middle of the night. So if anything else, it should have been busier than it was. But it is clear that there are less people traveling. we were on a smaller plane, mm. but even we were kind of up up the front, but even we had a few other friends that were sitting towards the back and they were out 10 minutes after us. After us. So it it's just so clear that they're being very, very conscious of moving everything through as fast as it can. And you are being ferried through. There's no waiting around. There's just like, get in, get your swabbing utensils, go through to the swabbing area and get out.
2: In terms of the procedures being put in place when you upon um, uh, arrival, you mentioned there the nasal swab, and we've had a few text messages about that already, that they are uncomfortable. Um, and, yeah, ideally people would rather not have a nasal swab. But in terms of the thermal scanner, are you very conscious that you're being scanned?
4: Yes. And no, I mean there you will it's kind of a confronting sight when you get off a plane into an air bridge and you see two people who are in full hospital gowns and masks mm. standing there with it just looks like a computer screen though, so you're not being affected by that at all. you're just walking past for all intents and purposes you're just walking past two people on a computer that's it
2: in terms of the sort of advice you were getting before you got on that flight. And I know that you, obviously you're you're in a job that you need to travel around the region. You need to get out and about as well. Are you seeing different advice um, evolve at the moment, day on day in terms of the travel advice that you are getting?
4: Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like it's such a, it's such a movable beast at the moment. Everything, every day it changes. There's different advice being given out. Obviously, People in the UAE are being told to really think twice about their travel plans. But if you are going to travel, I think it's just all about being smart, wash your hands. I I mean, the face mask things are a whole nother conversation that needs to happen, whether you're wearing them right, whether they're even necessary at all. Um, And every country is handling things very differently. So when we came off the plane into Lebanon, all we had was um, they have handheld temperature scanners, rather than the thermal cameras and things like that. So that's what they are doing. Every country is different. Whether or not it's up to scratch or not is is such a completely different question. So I think it's just about being, being conscious. But I wouldn't say don't travel
2: you 've shared your experiences uh, with your feature in the national uh, also online as well through your social media posts as well. Is that important because we we, we rely quite heavily on word of mouth here, but at the same time we don 't want to spread misinformation and rumors but is it important for people to share their experiences?
4: I think so I think I mean that 's exactly why I did it because i 've never seen the amount of fake news that 's going around um, through any other event that's happened as I've been working in the media and even just like as a person that consumes social media. So I think it's frustrating for a lot of us working in the media who are trying to um, give that proper uh, research information when there's so many people who are just spreading the first thing they see on social media and taking it as gospel and just sending it out further into the world. And there is so much misinformation going on and around like, Before we went to the airport, we were told that we couldn't use our Emirates IDs. We were told that we'll be waiting for three or four hours, Mm. and neither of those things were true. We we could, at the time, still use our Emirates IDs to get through, and the wait was 35 minutes, probably max. So I think it is really important for people to be sharing their, their experiences, so long as they are their own experiences, rather than hearsay and things like that.
2: Uh, you can find her uh, uh, at Ash underscore Stuart underscore uh, on social media and, of course, uh, on a regular basis in the National. Ashley, more travel planned?
4: Not right now, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to book anything in the next couple of weeks.
2: It's a wait-and-see policy, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Good on you. Lovely to chat to you, as always. Ashley, Stuart, thanks for your time.
4: Thank
2: you, Tom. Ashley Stewart, journalist, editor for The National. Join us live on the line. What have we been talking about today? We've been talking about travel. Travel advisories. we have been asking you for your travel advisories. Thanks very much indeed uh, for your text messages. Thanks very much indeed for uh, all of the information that's come through to us. Um, uh, One of the things that I have been hearing is this form that uh, you have to fill in to get into India, uh, self-reporting form to be far filled by all international passengers heading to India. Now again this hasn't been corroborated this is just something that's been sent to me uh, but the advice being whoever is travelling to India from abroad please carry a printout of said form uh, as there are long queues at the airports for this form because there is a shortage of the forms at the airport itself immigration does not allow clearance till you submit this form to them forwarding this to the needy and people travelling to India. So it's from the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare from the Government of India it's a self-reporting form to be filled by all international passengers. So just be aware of that one if you would like to uh, find out more. 4001 to have your say, uh, to get your thoughts into us. We've been asking about travel policies, your... um company policies your authority policies what you've been told uh, have you changed travel plans that's something that we have been looking into in detail over the course of the show uh, what about your travel plans have you cancelled any uh sadhya what about you so we hadn't gotten around to finalizing our travel plans for the spring break so i think procrastination can be good sometimes and i know people who had planned holidays uh, it must be difficult and they must be losing quite a bit of money but we have to keep the bigger picture in mind that it is our health which is at risk here and the kind of measures that we're seeing today are unprecedented i've never heard of uh, or experienced travel bans and uh, travel advisories of the kind we're seeing today so i'm uh, assuming that yes the situation indeed is serious and we just need to stay put Timur is a businessman we had to shut down operation in Hong Kong and I had a trip
1: planned for this month to Russia to visit our Russian operation however this has been postponed because uh, due to media announcement that uh, people traveling to Russia might get into quarantine in Russia as well as people in Russia are afraid that they will get in quarantine traveling to
2: Dubai that was Timur, a businessman here, uh, giving us thoughts on his travel plans. Zins?
3: Yes, we've got a few people who've texted in. All my conferences I was attending in Japan, Jordan, France and Riyadh have been postponed. Thank you for that. Mark says that travel, work, travel ban, personal cancelled. All spring break plans Hope this lifts before summer. And we've also got a message earlier on sa- from Andrew saying the Middle East Cleaning and Hygiene Awards have been postponed till later in the year. Is now, that things- fake news? <laughs> no, I looked it up. There you is sure? such a thing. Middle East Cleaning and Hygiene Facilities Awards.
2: You're having a laugh, aren't you? That's, that's fake not. news.
3: I am not, as I bathe in detail. <laughs>
2: At the end of Wales tournament is the latest big sporting event to have fallen foul of the coronavirus. Uh, it's been cancelled because of concerns about the spread of coronavirus. The tournament combined ATPWT event is one of the biggest and most prestigious outside the Grand Slams was due to start this week. Health officials over in California saying there was just too great a risk to hold a large gathering of this size. We're prepared to hold it on another date and we'll explore options, said the tournament director, Tommy Haas. Many of the world's leading players, including world's uh, men's world number two, Rafa Nadal, have already arrived in California for the event. So just another of the big events to fall foul.
3: And back in the UAE, Mona got in touch to say, I was booked to travel for last week of March. My housemaid was supposed to travel next week, but we have decided to cancel for the greater good. However, I hear people still planning to travel are not concerned about being put into quarantine when they come back. I've heard about mums complaining about the kids being off for four weeks, but look on the bright side. Guys, this is being done for the greater good of everyone. Spend that extra quality time with the kids. Things could be worse. Don't let all the hype about this virus spoil your inner peace. Really good advice and really good reminder
0: from Mona.
2: Cheers, Julia as well, who reached out.
0: We are trying not to go out as much. We are predominantly staying at home. We uh, try to avoid any places with a lot of people. My husband has cancelled a couple of uh, business trips and tries to work from home as much as he can. So, well, hopefully everything will be all right in the end.
2: Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll all be good. Come on, let's just stay positive if we can. Um, And... Well, let's get out and about, uh, and get and try something new, like Go Bubble. Really appreciate the co-founders of Go Bubble joining us, Henry and Danielle Platten. Uh, Go Bubble, which they describe themselves as social media with training wheels for children. I like that image. Uh, basically, pushing you in the right direction, making sure that you understand the social media landscape. Uh, a few comments through on that.
3: Exactly. This is from Philippa, loving listening to Henry from GoBubble. As a teacher who uses it, I love the peace of mind which it gives me, knowing my students have a safe space to chat and discuss with a shocking 72 72- Two percent of six-year-olds using social media. Go Bubble is a great alternative to support them and get them to learn how to be positive, to be a positive digital citizen. Um, a lot of you also got in touch about Go Bubble as a parent. I'd rather it be an app rather than a website that they can deviate from. I block Safari from my children's iPads because I don't want them to wander off onto other websites. At least in an app, it's restricted uh, to that only. A lot of you asking, what's the name of the app? What's the name of the app? Can't find Go Bubble on um, the App Store. Well, it's it's not an app. It is a website. And Henry and Daniel explained why. We'll post the podcast up on Twitter and Instagram after the show.
2: Masca Mascarinas has been in touch with the show. Nice to hear from you. Travel plans? Got any? Yep. Well, Muskie says, uh, we've cancelled our European travel this month due to the current situation. My children are really sad about it. But they do understand the importance of being careful to avoid the spread of the virus. I pulled out my participation on basketball tournaments also.
0: This is Dubai I 103.8.